Live from the Bills famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, a man whose wife is a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man, <laughs> the fabulous <laughs> one, <laughs> Freddie Bender. I love that. Yes, sir. Fellas, how we doing tonight? Doing great, man. Yeah. In the thick of football. I'm glad to see the Cheap Trick shirt made it back for another round. Yes, Big fan sir. of that shirt. I like, I like Cheap oh, Trick. yeah. I love Jeep Trick, man. Is this multiple times for Fred wearing it's, that I know shirt? it's at least twice that okay. I've seen it. Okay. So, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I've seen it before. I think I've even commented on it on the show because you always have spectacular shirts on for me to comment on. I had a total get on you, but you flipped your hat backwards, but it looked like an O, and I thought you looked like an Ohio State fan. Oh, no, sir. It's the Chattanooga <laughs> Lookouts is, uh, is what okay. that is. Which, uh, by the way, used to be the Reds AAA affiliate. Oh, okay. They uh, – they are every. They have been moved around everywhere. But you are wearing your Swifty. Yes, yes, my Kansas City Chiefs shirt because I am a big Swift or Swift fan. We don't know what a Swift is, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to know. Uh, uh, big Swifty podcast here, and that's uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, all you Taylor Swift fans, uh, mm. tell tell all your friends that uh, <laughs> yeah, we could use the Taylor Swift that, bump. That's all we do on the Blockout Sports Pod is talk about Taylor Swift, her incredible songs, musicianship, and her wonderful uh, stage show. Well, I think this week <laughs> when you upload the episode, maybe you should put one of the keywords in when you do your keywords. Just Taylor. put Taylor Swift in there for the hell of it. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm going to do it. We'll have sponsorship by and next week. I'm going to Something bigger than Bill's Cheese, which I didn't think was possible. All right. Can we get her on as a guest? Yes. I'm going to... I'll ask her when I'm on the Eros tour. I'm going to tag uh, Taylor Swift in the <laughs> when I upload the episode to Twitter this week. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of which, uh, as always, we are on social media. Look us up on Twitter at Blockout Pod. On Facebook, we are uh, just type in Blockout Sports Pod in your search bar. Now, one thing <clears throat> that is different a little bit this week is. Uh, we have merchandise now. We have T-shirts. Merch. Oh. We have T-shirts. And uh, I've been wearing mine the last couple of days. I got a couple different uh, a couple different styles, colors, and whatnot. Uh, but if you are interested in a T-shirt, it's a really cool. I will uh, put out pictures on social media this week. But it's super cool. It's got, the, uh, got our logo. Uh, Blockout Sports Pod. Uh, it's really neat. And it, if you guys are interested in one, just shoot me a message. Uh, either, you know, if you know me, send me a text message. If you don't, uh, reach out on social media and I will make sure that you all get one. Uh, but I will have those pictures up later on this week. I heard it comes with a free tub of Bill Cheese. Is that correct, Fred? Uh, it can, yes. That's sure. <laughs> well, that's worth the purchase right there. Hell yeah. Um, so this past weekend was an interesting, uh, weekend in college football. Uh, 
local teams. Two teams were on a bye. Indiana, as we told you they would last week, Indiana got absolutely uh, embarrassed on homecoming, which <laughs> brings me to our – well, they, they did. did. Um, I did say last As weekend – the other day of the week. Well, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Low-hanging fruit. I got to snag it. I did say <laughs> I did say last week that I was confident that we would go over 500 in our uh, picks – we did. We went nine and six overall. Mm. Uh, Freddie, Jody, Matt, and Colin all with a solid two and one weekend, and I dragged back, back. I dragged down the average by going one and two, mm. which uh, I have a feeling I'm about to turn the corner this week, and I anticipate a three and zero oh weekend coming up. No, oh, three and zero oh uh. across the board. I think everybody's going undefeated this weekend. This is a weekend where I feel like. I don't know why, but there's just good vibes in the air, and I feel like every one of us is going to win all our bets. Every single bet. I mean, dude, every single bet. I'm a man. I'm 52. I, I mean, he's hot. Yeah, I like him. We're going to do well. Um, I wanted to get right off the bat and talk about a couple of games that were of interest last weekend. Um, the biggest game, I guess. Uh, was Ohio State and Penn State. Top 10 matchup. Uh, I have to be honest with you. I thought Penn State was going to win that game. Um, I think we all did, didn't we, Tuna? Yes, everybody was on Penn State. I mean, I, um, sure. I, um, I just want to say something real quick. I came to a, a, a re- revelation watching the Penn State-Ohio State game. Is, uh, I didn't get to watch it live, um, but I did watch it uh, a couple days later. And when I watch Penn State play football, I realize that they are Alabama of the North. <laughs> That's exactly what you guys are the yeah. exact same team, yeah. Fred. Yeah, like, they may be it, more boring. Well, I don't know about boring, but it's like it's solid defense, um, yeah. terrible quarterback play. What happened to Al? Like, all I, kept, I don't know. I mean – that Dude, was, I'm going to tell you right now, in my opinion, Ohio State proved to me that they have the best defense I've seen so far. Yeah, but we haven't seen their, them. Their defensive be, front line, I'm telling you right now, those guys gave them fits from the beginning. Uh, we've I, seen them not I'm look that great either, them, man. And I have not been a believer in Ohio State. I, Go I, back and I, watch I the Notre really Dame game. I their defense that much. Everyone talks about their receivers you know harrison jr and all them and uh well marvin harrison jr was the sole solitary reason oh that ohio state won that football oh, he game. was great he is great. hey that tight end don't sell him short either the uh oh yeah he did a yep, hell of a job yep, in that yep. game for it Penn was state. very good but down or uh ohio state down the stretch every time that ohio state needed a big play and i mean dude Penn State's defense is pretty good. Yeah, they are. And they were bracketing him in the fourth quarter, meaning him being Marvin Harrison Jr. But the quarterback would still just throw it to him and say, go up there and get it. And more often than not, he did. And the two biggest plays of the ball game for them were plays that he made almost single-handedly. Right. right. I I mean, Ohio State looks legit to me. They played – Beat, crushed a good Notre Dame team, 
who drummed USC. Not that USC's good, but you know what I mean? You got to. Yeah. It's um, kind of to the midway point now, past the midway point. And uh, I think now what we're finding out who everybody really is. Baffles me the most is, and this is a game that I, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch to see how the hell it happened, is Penn State just putting that many points on Iowa's defense. Yeah. What was it? Forty three is what they put up, I believe. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how that's I think possible. I was fizzled since then a little bit though. But too. still that defense is legit for Iowa. Yeah. I'll, I'll never say anything about their yeah, offense, that, but that yeah. I just yeah. for Penn State who looked inept on offense, and I'm not giving all the credit to that to Ohio State. They're breaking under records every week. Which, like, <laughs> is there a go to guy on Penn State to get you yards if I you need them in the passing so. game? I didn't see no. him if there is one. No. And uh, quickly, going back to Iowa, and it's been kind of a running theme with our show. Uh, did you see how many yards they had in the second half of that football game uh, before that <laughs> final punt return that uh, was called back? Which I want to oh, talk gosh. to you. I, I want to talk yeah. to you guys about in a minute. Bad beat. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about that in a minute. It was a great win well, for me. Well, a great win for you. <laughs> but uh, I think Tuna got the bad beat on that one. Yeah, that one uh, that but one hurt. Travis did win uh, nice. So how many yards did Iowa get in the second half of that football game? I don't know this. Do I need to look that stat up? Do you know it? I'm sure you know it by I the way you're asking that. I believe I do know it. Okay. I think it was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 12 yards. And uh <laughs> I mean that is that, that is that's a proper response. I mean that's oh hilarious. God. Um so that game's coming Time down of the possession, wire. man. Time of possession. I'm watching the game. I have the under in that ball game as the last leg of my parlay. Oh, it's yeah. going to hit nice for me. <sighs> and I'm watching the game and I was like, man, all Minnesota has to do is just kick this punt out of bounds because Iowa clearly is not coming down the field to score a touchdown or, or at that point. No, I, you're right. You're I right. think they needed a field goal to tie. I think, uh, I think it was two points. Wasn't it? It was a okay, two point game. So a field goal would have yes, won the a game. Field goal would have yeah, won it. Won. So yeah. that's right. Cause I had sent you guys that text. I was like, I'm going to win no matter what because mm -hmm. a field goal hits me the under and whatever. So they so Minnesota punts the ball, and the Iowa player is running towards the football. Now, to me, it was clear that he was running over and telling his teammates, Peter, 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 like, get away from the football. He pointed at the ball, and he was kind of waving with his left hand, not over his shoulder, mm -hmm. but like waving, like pointing almost to the sideline. I will like, say it was a side-to-side -side motion is what got him because he was doing <laughs> like a clear out, and that's what they look at. And and the reason that they focus on that, and this is from a guy who knows no, exactly. I, yeah. I remember that game. The UConn-Louisville game. Connecticut. Yeah. But that was – that was an egregious. That was clear over the head. He went way up over. I mean, mm -hmm. he actually did two waves over his head. But when you see a hand do the side-to-side -side motion, it, I, I see why that call was made. It, I mean, it makes sense to me. But why didn't they 
number one, if a referee saw that, why didn't they blow it dead mm-hmm. as soon as it happened? And number two, it's a penalty to call a fair catch and then run with the football. That They didn't call the penalty. No, and they then, didn't. You're right then, about that. And then when they looked at it, the original reason for looking at the play was to, to see, see if, if the guy out went out of bounds. Now, the announcers had no clue. Mm-mm. They went to whoever the rules analyst was. He had no clue. They all were like, oh, yeah, well, you can see clearly he didn't go out of bounds here. He didn't go out of bounds there. That's a touchdown. Well, to play devil's advocate here, I think what it is when the refs go back and they look at that and they see it after the fact, they realize, hey, they do see there was two deep defenders who kind of let up on that when they seen the hand motion. You can see them in that screen initially when that happens. So if defenders are letting up by seeing a hand motion, then but then but then where is the line drawn? I, like, I'm with you, man. Like where can you put your hand? What can you do with that? Like you just have to. Well, hold maybe them just down don't wave it. Well, well, you're about to catch a ball, so I would think that it would be in the catching motion in front of you. But he wasn't going to catch the ball. The ball was ten yards in front of him. Mm-hmm. He knew the ball was going to bounce, and I think when he saw that ball take that bounce, he said, maybe, and not to mention, there were two Minnesota guys that had him a half a yard away from the sideline. All I have to do is nudge him, and he goes out of bounds. Now, obviously, I am not a, in any stretch of the imagination, Mm -hmm. an Iowa fan, and I was tickled from a financial standpoint that that touchdown did not See, I needed Iowa to win, so I would have loved if that call wasn't made. I'm just a huge fan of officials, and I'm trying to take up for them. We all know it's officials first round. Yeah, sure. So, Jesus Christ. Well, that was a good game. (laughs) Um, And – Again, we just spent like six minutes on Iowa football for some unknown reason. That's (laughs) half the amount of yards that they had. Did any game stand out for you, Tuna? Any other game uh, this past weekend? Um, Honestly, I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of football this weekend. It was was after the fact. Um, So I I just kind of got the the Cliffs notes from this weekend. So I'm not going to be the guy to go to for recaps. Utah had a good win. Utah had a good uh, kick field goal. Oh, nice that was against win. USC, correct? Yeah, yep. put them down mm-hmm. and out. And uh, Tide had a good win uh, over Tennessee. Uh, they're still which, a roller coaster. Which, by the way, Fred, <laughs> by the way, I would be, re- I would be remiss. <laughs> I know where you're going. I would be remiss. I'm if, just going through the games. Well, and I, I appreciate you going through the games. But our listeners would would I think very much appreciate. Did I light a cigar? Yes. The perspective <laughs> here that last week, I believe myself and Tuna both said that Alabama were going to cover this game and cover it re- relatively easily. After the podcast, uh, friend of the show and uh, guest picker, my nephew Colin texted me and said freddie's crazy tennis <laughs> or a- alabama is going to cover this spread the game starts i think that's what everybody was telling him it was about what maybe i don't know eight to ten minutes into the ball game and oh we, yeah total buzzsaw we started <laughs> we started getting these texts 
I mean, that, all hell broke loose. That uh, anybody that, that said that Alabama was going to cover this spread doesn't know football. They don't watch football. They don't, they don't watch the games. They don't, and I said anyone that thinks that Tennessee isn't a good football team. Now, what? No, that wasn't exactly how it was said. worded. It what? said anybody that thinks that Bama was going to cover this spread is an idiot and doesn't watch football. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, my response on the and text was, yeah. <laughs> my response was, settle down, Stabler. Yes. It's just the end of the first quarter. And I began to live bet Alabama. And I live bet Alabama at least four times. It might have been five. And ended up just cleaning cleaning house with it. Now awesome. Now in the <laughs> middle of the in the middle of the second quarter, as they were coming back, and especially in the third quarter, I started texting Fred and saying, I hope that you did the smart thing and live bet Alabama, your team. Even though you thought that they were garbage, their offensive line is terrible. I think the first thing I said was fire Nick Saban. I yes, think yes, that, 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 that is. I think, <laughs> I think that might have been I, it. I would like to note that's not the first time that that has come through. Oh, uh, that, it was, that's total sarcasm, like your Kansas City sarcasm there, Tim. Well, I would, I've would. i never once said fire Andy oh, Reid. No. I have said bench Mahomes, though. Baseball. So that was, uh, Baseball. Oh, well, yeah, well. But no, now, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with, with you on that. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, I, I I can't eat crow there, but I will take the fall there. Well, that. and then I thought it was very interesting that uh, after all that, that you sent a picture, which I will put up on social media. <laughs> I think you all get a kick out of Is that it. my parlay hitting? <laughs> of uh, of Freddie uh, sitting in his brother-in-law's backyard Smoking a victory cigar with his Bama shirt on. Oh yeah, <laughs> victory cigar was great. I love they let you light up in the stadium. That's awesome. Uh, Do they make exceptions for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's, That's pretty cool. Everybody's blazing up there. Even like there's like six year old kids <laughs> oh, walking around yeah. with like Swisher well, sweets. I mean, yeah, Swisher sweets. <laughs> or what's uh what's backwoods? They're smoking bu- uh, backwoods. <laughs> yeah, backwoods. <laughs> Pale, uh, pale rider. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a great win for Alabama. Uh, but anyways, that I mean, really, those games, you're right, Travis. Uh, they look good. There really wasn't. There was a couple upsets out there, but. Um, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, we would be. Virginia. We would be. Remiss. Was that really an upset, guys? We would be I think we all knew that was coming. Not to mention <laughs> tuna. Not Dude, to mention tuna. Could you imagine that? Uh, I mean, I just like Virginia is just awful. But you know what? I thought it was really cool that that happened for them. Looking back at all the stuff that's happened to them uh, last year and everything, and Absolutely. I'm sure it wasn't easy to get back in the swing of just playing football. But, man, you know when they got back to campus and everything, I bet everybody was 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 enjoying that victory. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been take, taking some hits for well, sure. Well, I'm not sure anybody enjoyed that victory uh, outside of the state of the Commonwealth of Virginia more than Tuna. Yeah. Given fan. his comments from uh, last week's episode. Yes. So, um, no, we all knew that was going to happen. He does that was not, not like a surprise. Cardinals. 
You put a hex on Drake May. Who do they got? Uh, Virginia Tech this week? I believe that is correct. Mm. Oh, back to back. Ooh. That's another bad team, for God's sake. <laughs> Virginia Tech might be worse than Virginia. <laughs> Ooh, they're going into the Thunderdome in Atlanta. Oh, it's, oh uh, baby. Now, bad news for the for the Tar Heels. Um, the other game of note uh, for people that listen to this podcast is uh, my Washington Huskies were really in a dog fight. I mean, when I say in a dog fight, like there's a probably a scenario where eight out of ten times they end up getting beat in that game. Uh, they did not play well. Mike Penix did not play well. Their offense was off kilter all night, and it really took kind of a – I would say a kind of a brain dead decision by Arizona State's coach. Yeah. Late in the ball game, instead of kicking a field goal to go for it. And which, Bobby Hurley when you need him. Right. Which led to the pick six that won the game for Washington. They are still in uh kind of in the driver's seat in the Pac twelve. But there's some big games going on in that conference this weekend. And it's gonna uh, be interesting, guy. Travis, I got a question for sure. you. Sure. What do you think? Name your top four teams right now. Now we've seen some changes since we last did this, and there's been some big games. Yep, I got. I have like four, say playoff teams. I have four teams right okay. now: Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, hmm. and Washington. Okay, I like that. That's my four. Hmm. Tuna, what do you have? Well, I'm not going to put Georgia in there. Um, I just, I think they have maybe two defeats in them. I don't know where one of them is going to come from in the regular season, but they're going to they're going to lose the SEC championship game. Um, I hate being the guy to do this, but I think Bama's going to squeak in there. Oh my. Um, there we go, Fred. I think Michigan is in there. I think Oklahoma is going to get in there. Mm. Oklahoma, really? Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, they got a reality check last week, and I don't see them. I don't see them skipping a beat until again. Until now, this week they've got Kansas at Kansas. Jalen Daniels is still out. It was confirmed that Jason Bean is going to start quarterback for Kansas. Um, that's crazy. That's a 10.5-point spread at Kansas. But right. I, th- I still look for Oklahoma to get past that. I don't see them losing again. The only game I could see them losing would be maybe to Texas in the Big 12 championship game if it comes to that. But Texas, I've got an issue with them and their secondary. It has been terrible. I understand Jalen Catalan hasn't been playing. But they have been giving up a lot of yards. And with Quinn Ewers kind of as a question mark right now, injury-wise, right? we're looking at what's the the other – the backup kid, uh, Malik Murphy or something like that. He's – we don't know. Who knows? Are we going to see Arch Manning? Are we going to get an Arch Manning sighting? I don't know. But either way, I don't see Texas being able to to keep up with Oklahoma. They, They couldn't at once, and I don't see them doing it again. So I see Oklahoma in there, and then we move to that's interesting the uh, mighty Pac-12, which is going to get a team in, and 
I hate to be the guy to do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because Travis will not like this. But I said it before the season started, and I'm sticking with it. The Oregon State Beavers oh, are oh, giving a, a big oh, no. screw you to the oh, entire no. Pac-12 oh, and saying no. we're the last man standing and we're taking this to the Final Four. They are this year's TCU. And that is Tuna's Final Four. Fred, who do wow. you have? I want I mean, more about uh, this Oregon State. Tell, I mean – What's there to more to know? So they're going to beat Washington. When you have a the, when you have a defense and a run game, you can play with anyone. Don't they have? Uh, who do they have left? I know that they play. O- Washington. They have Oregon left in the in the Civil War. They have Oregon left, and they have yeah. Oregon before that. Oregon. Oh, well, Oregon in the Civil War, but yeah, they they still have to play Washington, I believe. Yes, yes. they did do, and that's yes. at Oregon State on a night game. Well, the time hasn't been set yet. I'm sure that'll be a night game. Oh, okay. I, I I guarantee it will yeah. be. Okay. All right, Freddie. Now right. I can't wait to hear yours. Well, I think um, the best team in the country right now, they, they proved me a little bit, and I don't know. I mean, you know, you just can't. I, I had a lot of faith in Penn State. They were top three in the country. I know they probably hadn't played anybody. But in offense and defense, and Ohio State looked pretty strong to me. I got them in. I have Michigan in as well. Two Big Ten teams. Uh, you know, I, I you know how I think their conferences watered down nothing until they get to them too. But I do because of that. I think they're both going to get in. Uh, Michigan. You know, they keep showing all these stats. Talk about someone that plays nobody. Uh, but I just feel like if they lose to Ohio State in the big house, I think they can still get in. I have Georgia in. Um, I don't think that uh, Alabama is going to be good enough to beat them. As a matter of fact, I, I'm, not, I'm not a betting man on them, but I do think LSU, uh, we match up horribly against them. I think we could lose to them. I just think Georgia's got a cakewalk to jump right into that spot. And then a team no one's mentioned yet who might be the best team in the country, the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, I know Tuna don't like uh, the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> they play in a weak conference. But, uh, <laughs> uh, he don't like the quarterback. I know for a fact he don't like Jacksonville. He don't like nothing about it. And uh, but I think Florida State's going to be in there, and I think they've got a semi cakewalk to get in as well. Um, so uh, now let me ask you four. a question about these two teams: um, Georgia and Florida State. Let's say that they both have undefeated regular seasons, and they lose in the conference championship games. Do you think that's enough to keep them out of the Final Four because of the strength of schedules? Now, Florida State yeah, strength of schedule is not who bad. They play. Strength of, Florida State strength of schedule is not bad. But I mean, if Georgia's playing Bama and we haven't lost yet, and if we get to that point and they win, that's huge. If who do you think they're going to play? Well, I mean, let's just say that they played LSU and LSU in okay. there, with, like 
I don't know, two losses. I don't think LSU commands – whoever wins the Bama LSU game is going to be the team that commands the most respect. Uh, Ole Miss – It's going to all play out, really. Ole Miss has no shot of getting in there and winning that that West. I don't think so. They they have – I mean, they have a loss to us, so Mm -hmm. – I don't know. I know they're a good team. I mean, believe me, they could. Are they going to lose another game? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Mississippi State ain't going to take them down. <laughs> I know does that. uh, does Georgia play Ole Miss? I think they do. Yeah, okay, dude. Hey, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, Georgia. That's a game that they could easily. Hey, lose. we saw the SEC short. That's hilarious. I know people on here, guys. I don't know what it's called, but these SEC shorts that they do are – say that real fast. Uh, <laughs> but they are hilarious, are they not? And they show – they're, like, talking about some of the teams coming up on Georgia's schedule. Missouri. Yeah. Who would have thought Missouri is there? A tough team. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, drinks got them looking good, ready for blood. SEC did another short where uh, they uh, had a guy come in as uh, – he was dressed up as Missouri, and he showed up in the college football playoff girl's house. <laughs> <laughs> and she called the police and said she had a stalker. <laughs> and she's That's like, hilarious. she said, who are you again? What conference are you in? <laughs> That's funny. I loved it. I thought that that, that short was great because uh, they had, and we got to talk about it real quick, Oklahoma and Texas sitting in the, uh, the tran- what was it, a transplant room? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah! Joining in and go. How can we help the SEC? Uh, uh, and both of those teams, obviously, as y'all know, are doing great. So Georgia plays uh, Ole Miss in three weeks on the 11th of November. Okay. There you go. And Missouri, and somebody else tough. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Matt thinks they're garbage, but I don't, I don't. think Tennessee's good at all. I don't. Um, but anyway, enough I about that. Ten- We're not. I'm not going to spend any time talking about Tennessee. Right. So let's, yeah. uh, Talking about those, and this team was mentioned a few times as we talked about our final four. What do you guys think about the news that is broken this week about Michigan, about this uh, sign stealing scenario? (laughs) This, they need to, this could be a movie, and I want it to be a movie. I want it to be a series. I want it to be something. Because there's so yeah. many weird aspects to this. Yeah. Like every time I just look at my phone or I turn the TV on or something, there's something new and creepy and weird about this Did whole thing. Did you know thing. he's buddies with Manti Teo? No, that's another <laughs> thing. Oh, I was about to say. Like, <laughs> like you. I mean, hey, we heard it on the, the Blockout Sports Pod. <laughs> nothing would shock me anymore, and I hope that the 600-page manifesto gets made uh, public. What's that called, To where Judah? we can read that. The Michigan Manifesto. The Michigan Manifesto. About how this guy was going to take over the entire Michigan football team. Uh, he was going to bring them to prominence. Yeah. A national prominence. Uh, I I have to be able to, like, I want to read this. Like, I don't think I've ever read anything that's 600 pages. And, and this I guy, know you've read Little dude, Women. This guy knew. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I hear you. Uh, the, I, I hear you, firm. <laughs> hey. I don't think that was 600. <laughs> uh, no, but I, this guy, I mean, come on. He, he's And he's already worried about Ohio State. Like, they're on the run. You've got, they're already doing this. Yeah. You've got to keep up with them. I mean. 
This guy's a maniac. I love him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is a it's a it's a weird story. It's a funny story because I'm not a Michigan fan, so I don't have to worry about it. This sounds like something that would happen to Louisville like four or five years ago or something. Like it but, is embarrassing to I mean, you know, it's and like, you know, come on. In our age of social media, I it, it's it's just it's one more thing. <clears throat> you know, I was reading a lot of these uh a lot of these reports came out from SI. Pat Forty had a lot of stuff about it. And it just points out to the fact, I mean, the, the, I'm not breaking any news here, but how tribalist sports can be because every single person that wasn't a U of M uh, alumni or a super fan was going, man, this is a terrible look for the university. I, I'm not sure that Harbaugh can survive this. And then a guy that would have, you know, go M blue on his uh, Twitter bio. This is nothing. <laughs> You're a garbage reporter. What is this? I mean, there's no, there's, there's nothing here. Uh, that's like, part well, of being a fan. I would be honest with you. You go back to the Katina Powell days with the Louisville conspiracy with the prostitutes in the, in the dorm room. And, I think I was on Twitter doing the same thing. This is nothing. This is a terrible story. And I look back on it and I'm like, what the hell? That was wild. I know. But you will defend your team till it, it right. Know, till you got well, there. You go. I so, used to be like that. Yeah. I I'm not like that oh, anymore. Oh, I'm not like that either because I can't Louisville's do it. broke me because of everything that we've been through. <laughs> so like, I have no fight left in me anymore. And, like, and I get it. But Michigan's they're fairly new to the party. Do what, what Bengals fans do, just drink gasoline. Well, North Carolina <laughs> fans are the ones that they always get in trouble with the NCAA, but then it all just kind of goes away for whatever reason. It they, all it all did. They go probably away, had didn't the it? worst scandal I think you could have yeah. by like faking classes that actual students were doing. That wasn't just sports. That was like a problem with your university. And that all just went away with no repercussion. It did. So yeah. I get that. But man, this Michigan stuff, I don't know. Do you think there is any small chance that Harbaugh is clueless to all this? No. Okay. No. And 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 this is coming from a and I, shit stuff's still coming out. Well, and and it yeah. it's like, gonna it's gonna continue to come we out. Met up before we got here. That's what I said. Every time I look at my phone or or turn the TV on, something new's coming right. out. And you have to understand that. For there was a two year period where Jim Harbaugh was my literal favorite athlete on the planet Earth. Oh, Indy boy. When oh. he was Captain Comeback and those couple of uh, Colts teams, we lived and died with them. I loved him. I had a poster of him. I mean, as a however old I was back then, I don't know, 20. I was in my mid 20s. I didn't have a lot of sports heroes posters on my wall at that point in my life but me and the guys i lived with in my apartment went out and got a jim harbaugh poster and we had it in there and we somebody got into autograph it for us he and and i've always had a soft spot for him as a coach and everything but well get your dockers tomorrow <laughs> i just if if what they're alleging is even halfway true, uh, he's gone. And 
I think he's been looking for an excuse to get to the NFL anyway, and this might work out. Possible distraction for too for the for as they move forward here. Uh, do you think? I, I don't think it's a distraction. Yeah, well, well yeah. you know, it is what it is. They might get asked about it. Um, what do y'all think about the games this week? I mean, well, there's a there's a couple of games of local interest. Um, the first one, and I wanted to ask Tuna about this. I mean, it seems like, uh, and this is a product, I guess, of Brom, uh, you know, bringing Louisville back to prominence and them beating Notre Dame. But there is a huge game here in Louisville this weekend on Saturday as a very, very good Duke team comes to town. Uh, Tuna, uh, what do you think about the game, and uh, how do you think it's going to go? Well, I, I think the thing that makes this game so big is whichever team loses, your shot at playing in the ACC championship game is over with. Um, so to keep that dream alive for two schools that would never really hardly have this dream, um, it, it's this is this is it. Like, um, I guess Riley Leonard is expected to play as of now. Um, we don't know about Jawan Jordan or Jawar Jordan. Um, who is huge? I'm gonna assume. Huge for the. Bills. I'm assuming this that he is gonna play, um, because he was available last week, but he only or you know two weeks ago, and then he's had a bye week. But with hamstrings, it's always tricky, so you don't really know. And then um, I guess we got news earlier this week, late last week, that Renato Brown um, is out for the year, um, which really kind of hurts that offensive line. He's been a uh, He's been an anchor for them for for several years now, and um, he got hurt up on that um, terrible field at what I'll call Heinz Field forever now. Yeah, sure. Um, and you know NFL players and and college players, everybody has complained about that turf for years. Really? Yeah. And I find it funny to think about that the new sponsor that why it's not Heinz Field anymore. I'm not. I think it might be AccuSure, which is a insurance company. So um, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I'm kind of a conspiracy guy, so take that where you want to go. But and I either think way, it's going to be a low scoring. game. Either way, it's a tough loss. I think it is going to be a low scoring game. You yeah. have two good defenses yeah. here. Um, I don't know what we're going to get with Riley Leonard. I know that ankle's banged up. He's not. I, I feel like he's not going to be able to run the ball like he normally does, and that's his big weapon is uh, on the ground. I think last year when we played Duke, um, it kind of got overshadowed a little bit because that's when Malik Cunningham had that big six-touchdown game against Duke. Um, but Leonard, he only threw for 99 yards in that game, but he ran for, I believe, 70-something in that game. And um, I don't know uh, – Obviously, he's a different player. He's, he's still a good quarterback. So, we'll see. But I'm, I'm with Fred. I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a slugfest. Um, 46 and a half, if you're a betting person, is way too high, in my opinion. So, I just like the under. I know you like unders. So. <laughs> and uh, if I had to put you on the spot right now and said, what's the final score going to be? Uh, I'm going to say Louisville 17, Duke 14. Wow. And the thing that scares me is it does look like it's going to rain a bit. 
Oh, yeah. Um, just a little miss. Nothing major. Yeah, the good thing is our field, um, Cardinal Stadium, does drain well on the field. So, it's not going to be a sloppy mess like it was at Pittsburgh. But either way, that was no excuse to lose to Pittsburgh. I'm not going to blame that on the field. That's You should beat Pittsburgh on the moon or at the bottom of the ocean, wherever you play them. That was a bad team. Well, and <clears throat> do you think that uh, – I think there was a good regroup and wake-up call for the guys. And having that bye week yes. has to be a huge thing, uh, not just to get guys healthy, but, man, they've been sitting for two weeks now at that bad taste in their mouth that's the reason i give us the edge to win this game because duke just came off of a physical matchup with florida state big time we had a week to kind of get our guys healthy get them back down to earth after that notre dame had to like settle them in after the loss to pittsburgh and re-motivate this group and keep them focused and i feel like that's what brahm specializes at and that's the one reason I give us the advantage. Plus, it's going to be a home game. You're going to have the fans, you know, going to be wild again. They're going to be dressed up in, like, they're all their costumes because of Halloween weekend. So, I don't know. I love your score, dude. 17-14? Yeah, I like 20-17. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm going to go a step further, but uh, I like the Cards winning 20-17. Awesome. And the other uh, game of local interest, which is uh, typically in, in past years has been a pretty big deal for uh kentucky and kentucky fans is tennessee coming to town yes tennessee coming to lexington that game is rocky top at seven o'clock so a night game it's going to be rowdy yes at uh like tuna said i mean it's commonwealth stadium to me yeah at commonwealth stadium krogue at 7 o'clock is going to be wild. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, I believe it's, it's been wild before. It's on e- <laughs> Is that game uh, on ESPN? I believe it it's is. It's been it's the wild ESPN before, Travis, o'clock? and we haven't seen the finish that they want. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, for <laughs> some reason, ESPN. Uh, Kroger Field can get as loud as it wants. I'm going to tell you right now, start happening. for some reason... I'm gonna go Hal Sutton here. Uh oh! <laughs> I got a feeling about this one. Okay, Fred, I got a feeling. Was that Crenshaw? Or- oh a, yeah, I got a feeling was, about yeah, this one that too. Was Crenshaw. Let's see it if was, our feelings it, it, are similar. It was Ben Crenshaw. Yeah. I got a feeling about this, Fred. I think Kentucky comes out and plays their best game of the season, and I think Kentucky wow. wins twenty-seven to twenty. Okay. All right. I completely agree with Travis here. Um, Again, the bye week. My understanding is Kentucky has had a lot of issues inside that locker room. Nothing helps that out like a bye week. I don't know. I think a bye week could be worse. When you have Tennessee, anybody else but Tennessee, who is a major rival. I know. It's a big rival. And and it's a a major rival. It's Fulmer and all this and that. I'm with you. Uh, I personally uh, did. I mean, I looked at some stats that uh, uh, coming off the bye that Stoops is five and eight, <laughs> and uh, I, I got Tennessee winning this. I'm sorry, but look, Kentucky has not impressed me against Missouri or whatever. I hope they win, but I have Tennessee pulling the up. Uh, I, don't, I don't. It's not. No, upset, it wouldn't be a given three. I have it at four right four, now. Four, okay. So, but Fred, just... if the uh, 
gun to head. You have to bet this game. Would you take Kentucky plus the four, or would you take Tennessee to win by more than oh, that? Oh, if I bet it? If, if I said you have to bet this game. I would have to go bet with the Cats. Okay. Know, I would have okay. to, but I do think Tennessee's going to win this game. Okay. And I hope I'm wrong. Um, The I other – the, the Kentucky hasn't impressed me. The uh, other – Lately, lately. As Tennessee has? I mean, yeah, a little more. Hmm. I think this game's even Steven. I really do. I will say uh, I mean, that Joe Milton so threw the ball with points, more accuracy take it. against Bama than I expected him to. Uh, yeah. Joe I Milton know, threw the I ball know. better. They, they lost. I don't know what the hell happened on that sideline. Maybe we were taking signs. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> but there was a that's a, that Bama roller coaster. Like, dude, who's who's one of the I mean, you're a great coach? Brahm's a great uh coach when he uh, that makes changes. Uh uh, on the second well, half, I'm not, I'm and not necess- Saban's one of the best, and he comes out and changes the whole game. I'm not and necessarily saying do that. it was it wasn't Bama's defense that was. I'm saying Joe Milton was delivering right. the ball no, where it needed was, to be. Dude. It had nothing about Saban's but up and a, down. Okay, in that. well, yeah. this is Tennessee running the ball and playing good defense. Mm. Uh, they they're top in the country in sacks. Uh, I know Kentucky's going to run the ball, and no matter what, we're running it down your throat, and here we go. And I just don't – I don't like the matchup. Like, I don't like a matchup next week we'll talk about, but I don't like this matchup. See, I think Kentucky. this is an under game that I would consider betting if I bet unders. I have it at 51 and a half 51 right and now. a half. Which I, I think both teams are just going to try to pound the ball as much as possible. I just want to get to Travis's uh, bet here before we move on to the random games because I've been just juicing for this one. Juicing? For, well, Travis <laughs> is talking about the. Uh, it's it's his turn to talk to check out hit. We talked about UK. We talked about UFL. Oh well, I the mean Hoosiers and the Nittany Lions. <laughs> so first and foremost, uh, anyone that listens. To us, when we had three people make it their lock of the week last week, that Indiana would, that Rutgers was going to cover the spread against Indiana. I hope you all listened. I hope you all loaded up on that. Um, this week, Indiana plays Penn State <laughs> at Happy Valley. Yeah, the spread is thirty-one. I have it at thirty-two right now. Unbelievable. That is. Way too low. UMass was 42. That is way too low. Um, this game <laughs> this oh game God. will be much like the Michigan game was, 52-7-ish. to seven ish. I think 52-nothing. Um, it will be. I do. I'm I don't know if Penn State can put up 40 points. Oh, trust points. me. Trust me. They did it against Iowa. Mm. Who has a legitimate right. defense? Right. Um, Dude, I'm telling you, this game is going. And I will tell any of our listeners right now: if, if you can prove to me that you bet on Indiana, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you can prove to me that you bet on Indiana, and Indiana actually covers the spread. I will send you free of charge a 
Blockout Sports Pod t-shirt. Oh, man. So you make that bet. You send me a picture on social media that shows that you bet on Indiana. They cover that spread. I will send you a free (laughs) t-shirt. I am taking... I might take half the money. Is there a minimum that they have to bet on that? $10. Okay. I'll make it $10. I was going to say. You bet $10. And I'm yeah. gonna and I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna take half the money that is in my FanDuel account, which I've been on a hot streak. I'm taking half that money. <laughs> I am putting it on Penn State to cover that spread. It will not even be I bet they are covering that spread with <laughs> eight minutes to They're go. Eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Take Penn State all day, every day. Uh if there's if if there are same game parlays where you can take the quarterback to do this, a running back to do that, take them all. Take the unders on Indiana. It's going to be an absolute massacre. I wish I could say that uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to the game, but I'm not. I probably won't even watch it, except I will be watching the score because it's going to be at least a 45-point win. That's all I have to say about that. Earlier, <laughs> earlier in the show, okay. I asked a question. I said, does Penn State have a go-to guy on offense in their passing game? I have a feeling maybe this week we'll find out who that guy is. Oh, they're going to have three of them. Yeah. They're going to have three of them. And the quarterback's going to run wild. I mean, oh, you got me started now. If you watch that, if you watch that Indiana Rutgers game last weekend. Oh. Who watched that? That quarterback. Yeah. For Rutgers, cannot throw. Like I mean, he has a good arm. Nah, but he's, he's from Kentucky. Take it easy on him. He's as inaccurate as can be, and I mean, it, you know, two possessions in, he didn't look great. But you know, then he just ran for an eighty-yard touchdown, and then he ran for forty yards here, and he throw it across. Indiana is awful. They are a program in complete disarray. Bet. Everything you have on Penn State. And, again, that's all I have to say about that. Good for me. I don't have a whole lot. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let Travis take a breather. And uh, we're going to – and so we've all hit all of our teams there. I think we ought to get into the cocktail party. Let's talk about that, too. What is there to talk about? What do you this? think? I mean, well, because there's not a huge games on the slate. I mean, there's a couple. Like, this game, I just don't give a shit about it. I like, mean, I hear you, but I usually Georgia, love the cocktail party. Do you party? think that Georgia could lose that game, Tuna, without no. Brock Bowers? No. Florida no. is terrible. They're five and two, and they're terrible. Okay, they're they are the worst five and two team there is. They're fourteen and a half point favorites. Georgia is okay. Tuna, well, do you think that they cover that spread? Fourteen oh, and a half. Seems I wouldn't. Like a lot of points. I wouldn't bet that for anything. Yeah, yeah I'm I, I, I wouldn't that. like that's that game. I, I'm just gonna act like it's not even gonna go on <laughs> uh, because it well, really you still have a cocktail though. Well, yeah, yeah but it just. There's nothing about that game that excites me at all. Like if you kind of like Ohio State, Wisconsin, nothing excites me about that game. Well, nothing. see, okay, that one kind of does. Oh like, my I god, feel we, you and I, like yin and yang. If Luke it ever Fickle was. may have a little something in him to get Ohio State coming off this big win against Penn State, and they have to go in to. 
Camp Randall Stadium, which we know is a rowdy environment. It is? Yes. Oh, Camp Randall is okay. one of the rowdiest places <laughs> there is, and it's a night Dude, game. Dude. Camp, Camp Randall, Randall. The, the, oh, 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 the third quarter jump around. Like, Camp Randall is crazy. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the All best right. stadium atmospheres there is. And um, I think Ohio State's seen a couple rowdy ones already, but okay. Well, but this one's on the road. What, they had to play at IU and, and, and Notre Dame? I don't um, think Notre Dame would be rowdy. No, they're a bunch of old heads up there that don't know nothing. <laughs> and then uh, one, we've got a 10 o'clock game. Or no, I'm sorry, this is a 7.30 game. I thought it was 10 o'clock. Colorado at UCLA. I think that one could be somewhat exciting. Okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 Man, I, I thought 17? that was – I was really wishing that was a 10 o'clock game. Oh, the 10 o'clock, 10.30 is Oregon State at Arizona, which oh, could be, be a great game. That'll be fun. That's only a three-and-a-half points per Right, game. right. What that, happens that, if uh, Oregon State loses that game and your dream for them to make the – the uh, championship game is dead. Well, then um, something that happens on a um, regular basis would happen again, and I would be wrong. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and then you're going to jump back on the Washington bandwagon. I would. I, I would uh, probably going back to Oregon, man. Oh my! I would. God. I would have. To, I'd like to jump in and say the game. Washington's my... had too many close ones for me to like really get on that bandwagon. Oh no, I'm with you. But I, I, winning close games is part of it. That's a big thing. The game, I think, with the most playoff implication uh, this weekend is Oregon at Utah. And I think Oregon, a lot of people have them with one loss. They could get in. Uh, if they were to beat Washington again or whoever in the championship game. Uh, what do you think about, and I know you're a Utah guy. Their defense is playing great. They just had a great win. They have what? One loss? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty – that's going to be a uh, – is that a night game? Uh, that's what I was about to say. This is a game that if it was a night game, I would go the complete opposite way with. It's a 3.30 game. I thought you said I'd go to the game. No, I'd go the complete <laughs> opposite way that I'm going. Right now, I think Oregon's going to beat the beat Utah. Um, they're actually going to be on my uh, wow, three really? picks of this weekend. Oh. But I, I hate it. I hate going against Utah at home, but I think Oregon's just a much better all-around football team. We did find out this week, finally. I know if everybody listens to the show regularly, the weekly Cam Rising update, he has been officially ruled out for the season. Right. So, at least yes. that's over with. Now, Utah is getting six and a half at home. Mm-hmm. I know. That goes against everything that I stand for. goes against everything that I stand for. I can't believe you're going against that, too. If this was seven, I would not, but I think Oregon wins this by at least a touchdown. And we did touch briefly on the Colorado-UCLA game. Now, UCLA is a 17-point favorite. What do you guys think about that? That seems like a lot of points. I've won and lost with UCLA this year. Uh, I'm not sure if I would touch that game. Just enjoy it on TV. Uh, matter of fact, Tuna, I'd take the under on that. Hmm. The under I mean, is uh, 63. Yeah, I knew it'd I be it. high. Yep. Because uh, uh, UCLA has a, 
halfway decent defense. They do. I just have a hard time seeing them it's beat the, anybody the by 17 and a half points. Yeah, it's the best part of their team. I don't their think defense, that UCLA. they are explosive enough to score. As bad as that Colorado secondary is, I don't see UCLA being able to beat anyone by 17 and a half points. I'm not going to bet this I game. agree with you. That's why I say bet yeah. the under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then again, you never know. Shadur Sanders could come out and throw for 800 yards and 500 touchdowns. He could. And like, he could. I'm just not going to be the guy that you know bets what? against right. Deion Sanders' team. I don't like, know. um, but I'm not going to bet on it this week. I'm not betting that game. I'm not. I, I don't know. I'll, I mean, those are really the 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 marquee. There's games some tough spreads college. this week, man. Yeah. Washington plays Stanford at Stanford uh, 7 o'clock on Saturday. They are a a 26.5-point favorite, which is another game that I would never even think about touching from a betting standpoint. But I would like to see Mike Penix uh, get back on the Heisman train, uh, not just from a selfish financial standpoint, but from the standpoint that I would like to see them playing their best football going forward. And last weekend clearly was not. Well, yeah, I thought it was funny they had. You all saw my wisecrack. Michigan's quarterback, uh, uh, he has the best odds right now. Or was it? Does he have the best odds for the Heisman? I believe so. Well, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he hasn't played nobody yet. And you're telling me that J.J. Uh, Renshaw is going to win the Heisman? J.J. Renshaw. I wish I could put, uh, I don't know, a 1,000 down right now to tell you that that will not happen. Okay? So I'm telling you all right here at the beginning uh, of, of the Heisman watch that uh, J.J., whoever, is not winning. So that's my take on the Heisman so far. <laughs> what do you call him, JJ Renshaw? Yes. J. J. Uh, Michigan spot fans. On analysis. Michigan yeah. fans, JJ Renshaw. Wait, show me one of the signs real quick, and it, with his name on. Right, give me a Michigan. JJ Renshaw has right. no shot at the Heisman. You heard it here first. Um, uh, I, I I wanted to jump over quickly to uh, what happened in the NFL this past weekend. Um, there were a couple of games that I thought were extremely interesting for a variety of reasons. Um, number one being that, uh, I think last week when we were previewing the upcoming week, I said that I thought the, uh, Ravens Lions game was of particular interest at one o'clock. And then I believe I was shot down and was told that, Detroit wins that game easy by a couple of touchdowns. My question to Tuna is, what happened? Let's go back and listen because I said they could win by a bunch of touchdowns or Lamar could just go off and have the time of his life. I I said the NFL is unpredictable. Well, so, Lamar did do that. I, and he and did. That but, is true. I mean, um, gosh. That's, it's been, what, all year? Lamar's look mediocre, I, and it took one I mean, week how of me. Does, how does Lamar look mediocre? I mean, I sit there and watch them when we get their regional game or whatever, and I'm watching him, 
And I'm like, he never looks mediocre to me. Even if he only throws for 230 yards, he, I mean, he's always moving forward north-south. He never get, you never see him fall backwards. He's like Walter Payton. Uh, I see him run around in the pocket a lot and look he's, for guys way too long and hang on to the ball sometimes a little too long. Sometimes, but And he ends part. up throwing the ball out of bounds or way downfield where no one could even catch it just to get rid of it. Um I don't I don't know. I, I think he's he's getting better with it. I've seen games where he has looked amazing. I've seen <laughs> games where he is I think he does not look good every but, game. Well, he does amazing things every game, but over the course of a game he has not been amazing. Okay. Except for against <laughs> No, I mean does that make I, sense? Yes, to you? it totally does. Like, I mean, Jack Plummer has looked amazing for Louisville at times, but he has not put together or a consistent game. Or at the end of the game. game you look at your buddy and go, "Amazing." Yeah. After a win. Like, but he didn't look amazing. Like Patrick Mahomes goes out every week and looks amazing. Right. But it, it's just it's I'm a it's you. a different thing. So I'm with you, buddy. No, I mean Lamar. There's no doubt he can make it an incredible place. Hell, I've seen Zach Wilson throw incredible balls this year. Where I'm like, God dang, get it, Zach. I hear you. So, um, the game that we were all looking forward to the most, uh, Philadelphia kind of stomped all over Miami. Um, of course, weird weird things <laughs> continue to happen. Minnesota beats San Francisco. Kirk Cousins. Um, the Colts and the Browns end up playing maybe the most entertaining game of the entire Great season game. so yeah. far. Um, New England. Like, why wouldn't New England beat Buffalo? Which Buffalo is struggling all of a sudden. Um, yeah, they got some injuries. I, I don't – like I said, NFL such a week-to-week league. Like, I'm not – it's going to crap is. on Buffalo. That's it's way too talented of a team. We've seen them be great. I, I feel like you start teams really start settling in around like week 12 and week 13 in the NFL. Cause usually by the time the playoffs are here, you've got a grip on who the top six, seven teams in, in, in football are. Yeah. And they usually separate themselves by then. Um, right now, early on, it's Buffalo's just it's a mess, man. You just don't know where you're going to get. Like, I mean, we've seen Philly lose to the Jets. You know what I mean? We've seen San Francisco lose two straight. I don't see and the Bengals coming to town. Like the Bengals, they are a very talented team, right? That well, could be in the mix at the end horrible. of the year. I know, but man, now they started off horrible dude, before. That's going to be a fun game this week. Uh, as Bengals coming to San Francisco, that's going to be. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I'm looking um, forward to that. It's a big must win for, for the 49ers. Save some Is that game at Cincinnati? <laughs> huh? Is that game at Cincinnati? No, it's in San Francisco. Oh, man. Yeah. Talk about one city of degenerates going to another city of degenerates. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah. I'm telling you, and the Monday night game is going to be great, too. There's some good games. Uh, Travis, your indie team, they fight to the end, buddy. I'm going to tell you, I, well, I had fun I watching mean, that game, but they really do. Like, Indy could have come out and gotten their ass whooped every game this year, 
and blamed it on all that going on, and they have really come out and been competitive football teams. Well, and, I mean, what's frustrating from a Colts standpoint is that uh, they absolutely should have won on Sunday. They should have beaten the Rams. Yes, they should have won that game. And they'd be sitting pretty in the, uh, uh, a very midland AFC South uh, where it's going to it apparently is going to be Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Houston as all being a maybe about the same level. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Jody, but Tennessee is probably they're, they're, probably they're really faltering back, probably a little a bit. That's a surprise that. for me. Yeah. That's a sub- I didn't know that Tennessee was going to take a step back. Yeah, we're going to get the big Will Levis start this weekend, which everybody's been waiting it. on. Yeah, everybody's excited. Cor- yeah. Not that Tanny Hill's going to ever take him to the promised land. So, and I thought we might uh, just quickly touch on the – Major League Baseball playoffs that uh, the uh, pennants were just decided just in the last couple of days. We have a what I would consider to be an incredibly um, unusual and two teams that I don't think anybody saw making the World Series. Tuna and I were talking before we started recording tonight what at the beginning of the playoffs, what the odds might have been if you had picked Arizona and the Rangers to make the World Series. Um, I thought the Phillies were an absolute juggernaut. I did not see them getting beat. I told Tuna I didn't believe they were going to lose until the final out of the game last night. Tuna, just kind of what you uh, saw in the last week. Yeah, it's... um... Look, if anybody can um, sympathize with uh, Phillies fans and how they're feeling right now, it's a Dodger fan. Um, There's nothing like paying your top guys $700 million and watching them go 0 for 12 in the biggest moments that they're they're out on the field um, or up to bat. Bryce Harper, um, uh, Trey Turner, and uh, what's my other one here? They Uh, all shot it. Schwarbs. Yeah, yeah, Schwarber, but um, Nick Castellanos. Yeah, Castellanos. They uh, they all just disappeared. And, and now, I don't know. I still have issues. Do you feel with, like they shot it early? I mean, they did. They had they those, did those series, but they came took a back lot out of them. At it that, seemed, it the, seems to happen a lot like that. That third game in Arizona, they looked like they were revitalized, and they were going to carry that momentum right back to Philly and where they were undefeated in the playoffs so far. Right, that, right. But it's just I don't know. Um Arizona, like like we said, they're a they're a fun little team. They're fast. Uh they're too young and dumb to know better. I mean, reality is the series that Cattell Marte has had the playoffs that Cattell Marte has had has been phenomenal. He just kind of put them on their back. Right. Uh, he has uh, been he the one hot. consistent force throughout that. And then re- uh-huh. really, the young kid who started out in the playoffs, Brandon Fott, the kid from Louisville that pitched at Bellarmine. Oh, man. Um, yeah. His first outing in the playoffs against, what was it, Milwaukee, Arizona versus Milwaukee. 
he looked so shaky. I think he only went like one and a half innings or one and one and two thirds innings or something in that first start. And I remember texting with our buddy Keesler and he was like, he's just not ready for a moment this big. Right. And then he completely shifted gear. He was phenomenal last oh, night. Oh, he was. He it, was like, good. To put a kid, a rookie like that, in a moment like that, in an environment like that. Right. And right. for him, to, he hey, ended Billy. up with, he ended up with what, seven strikeouts? Six or seven. Seven. He got seven. He did have seven. Seven yes. strikeouts last night, which was against that, that lineup. Like, he yeah. was blanking those guys. Yeah. Um, they were blanked. Reality the is. They looked blank. It's the same thing that happened happened with the Dodgers in previous years with the playoffs. It happened to the Phillies. You have this high-powered offense that goes non-existent and, 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 and just dies out in the biggest moments. And it sucks, That's what man. I was saying. It seems to be a trend yeah. here. It's it's crazy. Uh, team just sneaks up there and gets hot. I remember the so, well. Who was the hottest team at the beginning of the year? Not that it matters. I know how many games are played in baseball. Well, Arizona's but Arizona. Team, yeah. Remember then they went like fifteen in a row or something. Yeah, they started out. We we talked about it on here how yeah, hot they were. That's um, when I made my bet. Well, I made my bet midway through the season. Mm-hmm. But you talked me into it, Tuna. Well, I'm glad I did. You should give half that money to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's gonna be a fun series with with the Rangers because I don't think we know what we're gonna get here. Like this could go Scherzer. Like he had such a bad outing his first right. start back from from the injury, and then he came out the second time in that game seven and looked like the Scherzer that we all grow to, grew to know and love. Right. And right. so all you get him going. And, I mean, Aroldis Garcia, like. Is is he just looks dangerous with that bat? And yes. I think I sent the text out last night. Has there ever been anybody that had a bigger fu series than him, dude? You talk about fights, like getting into brawls with the other team, striking out, struggling at the plate all game. And then just yanking it in the biggest and moment you can have. He had huge moments through that whole series. The opposing fans just going batshit crazy. Absolutely. Every time he came to bat, when he's coming running out on the field, the boo, 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 boo. And just time after time after time. And like you said, striking out four times in that game, and the crowd's just on him, on him, oh, on him. Oh, yeah, dude. And that, then, and then what unreal. does he do? I mean, it was that's baseball. Yeah, it is. That's what makes baseball so baseball. Fun. Like, I, I think you have to admit, like, we're all football junkies. I know some of you guys are basketball but junkies or whatever. We always have that ba- playoff. Baseball There's something on. about baseball playoffs. Oh, dude, it's, that I feel great. like the intensity is unmatched. It is. Like, I find myself just standing up for teams that I'm not even like a fan of, I, I agree. and just pacing the entire time. You can feel. The pitcher's intensity yes, through the screen. Yes, you can feel true. that every time that player grips that bat a little differently. Like it's just that's why I thought that the pitch clock was going to be an issue for me in the playoffs because I thought that it would take away from some of that. Oh, good. I point. think it's been it's been so non noticeable. Like, and what another aspect that we've seen is watching the heads up play by these catchers to watch that uh, that that. that that pitch clock and to get up and to stop it and go out for a visit to keep that from happening. It's yes. like, it's almost added an aspect that I enjoy watching. Right. Oh yeah. I, so. I, I mean, I love that. I love the, 
the pitcher that had throwing to first base that mm-hmm. came into play yes yeah, did uh and and i love that whole setup too i mean everyone's on their toes man uh i still have an issue with the big bases i don't <laughs> think i'm a big i don't think i'm a big fan of those yeah. like it's it reminds you of a pepperoni pizza I feel from godfathers like, <laughs> yeah i feel like unless you're running against a or facing a left-handed pitcher that like you could steal at any point in time, anywhere. I don't know. There's just a steals were like this big, intense, magical moment when a steal actually happened. Now I feel like it's just happening way more than what it should. In a oh game. yeah, yeah. Like it used to be when you got a bag, it was like oh oh, like it was the most exciting thing ever. Now Ricky it's like Henderson. you almost expect for guys to go at certain times. Yeah. Like right, my boy Kenny Law. I mean, how many times did Ron Darling call his shot throughout that series? <laughs> I know like, he's gonna go here. I know, and then he went and got it. And it's like Ron Darling cracks me up too. The way he calls a game, it's like oh, it's like uh, who's the Forty Nine er coach? It's so damn funny. The Mariucci. <laughs> oh, Steve Mariucci. Dude, dude, Darling is hilarious like that. He's like, and and then you know his whole history mm-hmm. of being with that team with Strawberry and Gooden and. And all the crazy and Hernandez and Dykstra, all the crazy stuff they did. Thirty-seven years ago tonight was the uh, was the was uh, that the infamous Bill Buckner was the Buckner game. Wow, thirty-seven years did ago tonight. Did you guys watch that game? I did live on. I mean, live on TV with my dad. I, I did not. too. My dad uh, allowed me. We had he had one of those little. You know, those little TVs like they used to have, like a desktop TV. And he let me put it on uh, my table next to the bed to watch it. I would have been, and that was 86, so I would have been like 11 or 12, however old I was. (laughs) You're younger than me. And he came in and grabbed me with like one out and he goes, you need to come in here and watch this. <laughs> and so he and I watched that together. Nice. I will never forget it. My dad loved Ray Knight. There you go. There and, you go. uh, Ray Knight scores the run. Yes. And, yes. uh, dad was rooting like crazy. I don't know. The I can't intensity why. of that game was insane. But, too. and you know, I watched the, uh, I watched the last two at bats of that game today since it was the, uh, since it was the anniversary and something that <clears throat> I know we've talked about Mookie on the at bat before right? what, yeah it was but but Vin Scully's call oh yeah again he I says know. he says now there's a little roller to first oh it gets behind Buckner and then he shuts up for like 3 minutes and you and, they, and know, they come in and whoever slide. yeah whoever is directing the broadcast you know I can just hear him in the truck going uh, get that get camera on the third baseline get camera on the first base fans get camera in center. and the way that they just cut it and nobody says a word for like a minute and a half two minutes and, and that's wild. just what makes. Not just baseball great, yeah. but why Vin Scully's one of the all-time greats. I've always said the best um, announcers are the guys that let the plays breathe. Like, we don't need to hear you all the time. Yes. Like, yes. sometimes let us enjoy the moment, let the moment breathe, let it, you know, happen. 
and then make your comments. I sent that uh, text out the other night about uh, when Kirby Puckett hit the. What is that? No, no, no. I said Jim Nance, uh, like Jim Nance, dude. (laughs) Never heard of him. (laughs) Keep going, Travis. When uh, (laughs) Joe or when uh, Jack Buck did the thing in the in the in the Twins game, with Puckett's home run. We'll see you here tomorrow night. Yes. And then he shut up for a minute, and then you know, twenty five, thirty years later, his son does the same thing, and he did the same thing, and shut up. After he said, we'll see you here tomorrow night. Like there's, uh, you know, calls can make or break a great moment in sports. And in baseball, I think more than any other, honestly. I agree with you 100%. Um, And really in baseball, does it really come through? So with all that being said, uh, the World Series should be interesting and fun. I'm looking very much forward to it. It's a matchup that none of us saw coming, but uh, it should be great. And uh, I look, I, I see it being a tremendous series, whether or not it moves the national needle or not. I don't really care about because uh, I don't have money invested in the television product. Nope, I could care less how many people watch it. I know I'm gonna watch it and enjoy the hell out of it. Exactly. Um. Uh. So. Quickly, we didn't talk about it last week, but uh, the uh, Blockout Sports Pod Fantasy Football League is ongoing. Tuna, I understand uh, you had a mo- a momentous thing happen this week in that uh, your this is real important, guys. Your squad finally got a win. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't think anyone's surprised here. I've been telling you guys for weeks that I've got you right where I want you. That was and when <laughs> we were betting horse racing. I just That's turned when the you corner. Were betting, uh, and uh, now the Bafford horses, national treasure. I'm around the third <laughs> turn, and I'm I'm coming for home. This is where this is, <laughs> when I, when, and he's not a closer. Folks. When the going he's not get a tough, closer. the tough get going, and the tough is going right now. That's what's happening. Was it now? Was it the high score of the week? Also, I do believe. What? Yeah. So it wasn't just a win; it was a, a dominating win in in dominating fashion. At so, that point, I I quit paying attention. Yeah, I would. I too. was focused it's on. It's time uh, for everybody in the league to just go on and stop paying attention because it's tuna time. <laughs> tuna time. I was focused on uh, my matchup with uh, Jody, which. Uh, I was watching the game, the uh, the Kansas City game, and, you know, on ESPN it shows what your win probability is. And at the end of the Kansas City game, mine was, it was like 40%. I was going to lose 60%. He's going to win. Then I looked up, and by God, Kansas City's at the 10-yard line. They're going in to score. I'm watching it at a sports bar. Fred and I are there doing a uh, NBA fantasy draft. And all I see is Mahomes roll out, throw the ball wide open, boom, touchdown. I think I even texted, I just beat Jody. And then I looked to see who actually caught the touchdown pass. And unfortunately, it was Pacheco. 
who Jody also had. Isaiah. So I lost by three to Jody, which makes him. Sorry about y'all's luck. Which makes Jody now a clean sweep 3-0 and against myself, Tuna, and Freddie. Wow. What do you think about not, that? I don't like that at all. <laughs> I did not know that that was. Uh, How about that? Well, uh, first of all, speaking on, on my half, like, he was in, in the dumps. Like, he was down at last place with me, and I almost felt bad for the guy, so I went on and let him have a win. You know, I was like, I got enough I got enough losses, and I'm going to get enough wins here soon. He can go on and have this one, and I'll just take another loss. So, I mean, you're only four and three. Yeah, no, no. Well, there's you're tied for third with four people. Jody's four and three. I'm four <laughs> and three. Uh, I'm three and four. Colin, I think is what five and five two. and two, and Jimmy is five and two. Five and two. So there's your. All right. Good luck to all y'all. There's your blockout. There's your blockout yeah. fantasy football update. Now, on to the important stuff. On to our Picks of the Let's week. get real here. Let's go. Now. Uh, Only three? Yes. I'm giving y'all an yes. under. Only three. Under. Uh, as I said, uh, last week we were nine and six. This week I think we can do better than that. I'm going to not be the guy that uh, anchors us down. Um, Tuna, I will go to you first, first for your three picks and please uh give me your lock of the week okay this is uh this is a tough week there's uh handicapping has caught up and they are right on point with some of these lines so you have to dig to find where the gyms are and i'm going to start out with houston plus 17 and a half at kansas state Followed by Oregon, wow. as I mentioned earlier, to cover the six and a half at Utah. And then we go to Syracuse to cover the three at Virginia Tech. And the lock of the week or lock of the week being Oregon minus six point five. All right, Freddie. Uh I'm going top of the board. Iowa State at Baylor. Pick 'em. I'm taking Iowa State. I'm going, I'm a man, I'm 60. Talk about a team that's hot right now. Coming from behind, whooping people. Oklahoma State at home. Sorry, Satterfield. Giving them seven. Let's go Oklahoma State on that one. And my lock of the week. Let's go to Happy Valley. Penn State at home. Giving IU 31. Only 31. Hell, Georgia State gave 31. I have it at 32, Fred. 32. Let's go Penn State hot and heavy. Um, I don't think that's going to be the only time that makes the board. Colin, uh, Colin's picks this week are all college football. He has Arizona plus three and a half. He has BYU. Going against the Beavers. He, he is. Boo, Colin. He has BYU plus 17 and a half. And he has Minnesota minus seven. I like that Minnesota game. Good pick, Colin. 
I have I hear you. I have what I am calling the T Carter special three team this <laughs> weekend. All three of my teams. I'm taking Ole Miss to cover 24 and a half against my beloved Vanderbilt Commodores. You're betting with his heart again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm betting against my heart. I know you are. I have, way, I have the Colts. In it. I have the Colts getting a point at home to the Saints. Hard again. <laughs> and then my lock of the week, my lock of the century, my five-star guaranteed bet of the millennium. I have Penn State minus 32 against <laughs> I'm Indiana. I'm sorry, Travis. I had to take it. I didn't mean to bust your bubble. Take but. it. Take it. Take it and then live bet it. Live bet it when the game starts and then live bet it again. And you will bankroll your entire gambling season off of this game. I'm telling you right now, Indiana has no shot. They have no shot to cover this spread. I use playing this in the locker room Saturday. <laughs> And, and they're going to come out fired up oh and only God. lose by 41. And, and guess what? <laughs> They'll jump out 7 nothing like they did against Michigan. I mean, they were fired up. They were ready to go. What was the final score of that Michigan game? <laughs> it was a big number. It was 52-7. to seven. And that's what we're looking at. Uh, that's what we're looking at this weekend. Now, Jody has Wyoming plus oh. five Over at who? Boise. Ooh, I like that. That is his lock of the week. He is taking the Fighting Primes plus 17 at UCLA. Mm. And he is taking Colorado. He is taking the Chiefs minus seven at the Broncos. Excellent bet. That's the easiest bet. Who wouldn't bet that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) In retrospect, that seems like it's the a, easiest bet. Well, it's a seven-point. We talk I mean, about John this. Elway ain't it's coming out It's a seven-point home underdog in the NFL. It is, and that's a lot. Which goes against our, you know, what we say. So that's a lot. Whatever you say, Swifty. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, I've really enjoyed uh, the discussion tonight. Uh, please reach out to us on social media. Don't forget what I said about uh, about the. Indiana bet if you can prove to me that you made at least a $10 bet on Indiana and they actually cover the spread you will get a free blockout sports pod t-shirt I'm going to send it around the room for final thoughts tuna I know you have something to say about this big rugby world cup final go we got what we was wanting we got what we was wanting we have the epic matchup of South Africa versus New Zealand in France in the Rugby World Cup. Um, South Africa squeaked by, I mean squeaked by on Saturday against England with a one-point win. Um, They are limping, limping into this championship match. Um, New Zealand looks to be unstoppable right now. They are playing incredible rugby. Um, didn't get to see them play, but I will say that South Africa's had a little tougher road to get here. They had to play France, which was looked to be about the best, like one of the best teams. Now, New Zealand did have a great match with Ireland that came down to the end. 
Um, Can I I say Freddie finally met the match? Matt Tuna took us down. I felt bad that I have not watched rugby, and I wanted to be known that I did watch my Argentinian Pumas. And uh, Tuna, keep going. You're on a roll, but I want to say that it was a whole lot of fun. I had I watched that game Friday. Mm. By God, and we got destroyed (laughs) and what time is the game and how can we watch it unfortunately it is at 3 p.m on saturday um Uh, which i there's this saturday is this conglomeration of sports at around three o'clock we have tyson fury versus francis and ganu at 2 p.m which they'll probably end up fighting somewhere around five o'clock yep um you have the louisville duke game at 3 30 the cocktail party at three thirty, <laughs> and the rugby championship. So what I'm gonna do, and I feel like I can safely do this, is ignore the rugby match until Sunday morning. Not watch it. I don't think anybody I'm gonna be around is gonna give me any sort of updates on no, what happened. No, that in the game. will not happen. So I I'd, I'd look for for that. I'm just gonna Does ignore that. Hang happened. out and party with us. Probably so, man. Okay. Probably so. Dressing up? We need to figure out how to get that Nganu fight over at your place. Why are you going to dress up? uh, I'm always dressed up. Okay. So, um, I'm wearing a suit and tie, if that's what you want to know. Well, I mean, it's a costume party as well. So, I'll wear a suit and tie and a mask. Before you uh, pass it around, give me your pick. Who's going to win the World Cup? Who's going to win the Rugby World Cup? Um. My heart says South Africa, and my gut says New Zealand, but I'm going to go with my heart on this one and say the Springboks pull this one out and All right. go back-to-back in World Cups. Awesome. Freddie, what the do you all, have? I'm going to say the All Blacks win. That's probably a smart move. And uh, do you I mean, have any I, and, and do you I, have any I'm, other thoughts here at the end I, of the evening? I, well, I watched rugby, as we said earlier, and I am highly impressed. By the All Blacks. Uh, you want to talk about a team that can turn it on just like that. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, uh, I missed this last week and wanted to, uh, and now it's uh, worthy of a uh, uh, congratulations to Nick Saban for winning his 200th win at University of Alabama. Drink. And uh, I wanted to wish him his 201st win as well. First Tennessee. Old Smokey. I give That's you, it. I give you a lot of crap, but you do have to, like, really appreciate everything Nick Saban's done. Like, he has just been absolutely incredible. That's the last nice thing I'll say about Nick Saban until he retires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> first win at Alabama, not not all time. Unbelievable. Well, we know that. Um, guys, again, it's been a great night. Uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Always, if you enjoy the podcast, please go out and tell a friend. Follow us on social media. Uh, we really uh, appreciate each and every one of you. Can't wait until we are back here again next week. With that being said. For Jody on the whiteboard behind me, for the big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and for the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Uh-huh.